Hi there everyone, I'm your host Vincent Hoffman. Before we get started with our conversation, let's go back in time, just as a quick refresher to remind ourselves what the budget speech is all about. In the first quarter of this year, the South African economy contracted by a revised 3.1% on a seasonally adjusted and annualized basis. As energy constraints lifted, growth rebounded to 3.1% in the second quarter. These two quarters cancelled each other out, and this year, growth has been flat. I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast and the coming podcast come from Sage. Sage helps businesses just like yours and mine simplify payroll processes and removes the burden of compliance in manual reporting. With Sage, you can stay up to date with legislative changes this tax year end. If you want to hear podcasts just like this one and you're interested in this topic, go to the Sage website and subscribe to our feed. There's more awesome podcasts to come. All right, let's get stuck into this week's conversation. Over a coffee in um, a very busy Sage South Africa's offices, I chat to Yulandi Estes and Compliance Manager for Sage Africa and Middle East, and Harrod Hartman, VP Medium Business, Sage Africa and Middle East, about how growing businesses just like yours can prepare to thrive in 2020. We get quite detailed initially about the budget speech, and I guess you could probably say a little bit depressing right up front. But I want you to hold on because we get really positive in the latter half of this conversation. And I think that's the key reason to listen to this. It's not often that you hear people remaining people positive in spite of what is quite a gloomy economic situation. So enjoy this conversation. I thoroughly did. I walked away kind of smiling about the prospects for a business just like mine are growing. And I hope that's the kind of feeling that you get after listening to this podcast. So enjoy. In a few days, Finance Minister Tito Mboweni will address the nation to deliver his budget speech. I don't envy him one bit. The nation is watching. With near record levels of unemployment, limited fiscal room, and the potential for a sovereign credit rating downgrade, if you feel like you wish you understood what on earth all of that meant for your growing business, and you're already thinking about the week after the budget speech, and whatever's been decided, and the implications for your growing business, then this is the podcast for you. We begin by exploring the question, why is this the most important budget speech in 20 years? I think it's going to be one of the difficult budget speeches ever done. Not just slow economic growth, but as we said, unemployment, burdens of state-owned enterprises. And I mean, if you go and unpack it, everything is actually negative. And I just feel... What do we always do? We focus on the negative. But what can the positives be that possibly they can do? I think give reassurance that the situation we're in, we can actually get out of. And what's the plan to get out of it? If you're like me and an avid user of Twitter, you'll realize that our Minister of Finance is really active. And quite funny, actually. So it makes a nice break from other political Twitter accounts to see someone be so human. So I thought in that spirit, and because of the campaign Tito Mboweni has been running on Twitter, we might give Yolandi and Kharat a chance to reply to Tito's tweets as if he was right here. I love Twitter and I think uh, what's important is the minister needs to understand that whatever he's going to do, there's going to be a massive impact on the individual, the company as well as the consumer. So for me, off the cuff, I think it's not an option to increase personal taxes anymore. I don't think it's an option to increase 
company tax because we all feel that we overtax whether it's sugar company or individual taxes but I do believe maybe there's a golden threat and I'll be unpopular for this one but the biggest one that he possibly could use is VAT um, to plug the gap um, what he also needs to what I would also like to say is he needs to understand that whatever we give our money for we would like to see that things are happening with it. Um, over the years, I mean, SARS is a good institution, but we need to make sure we plug the money where it's needed. And I think there it's very important that we fix and keep on investing into our education because that's our kids. That's where they need to grow up, go to universities, make sure at the end of the day we get good education for them, that they at least can get a job and that's the next one is how do we create more jobs and I think from the minister's side I would recommend that we have more engagement with business I know it's being done but what do we what can we as individual either a startup company do and Yolani totally agrees with that we don't have another option we have to increase with our deficit which is extremely high let's say in the past 20 years, it's the highest we, it's ever been. Um, so definitely there must be increases. We cannot only just increase VAT, so we must increase personal income tax. And obviously the others, which will definitely in any case be increased, like fuel levies and um, sin taxes. It's becoming way too easy to be negative about the budget speech. I think that's our default position sometimes as South Africans. We're so used to hearing this kind of news that our immediate assumption is that there's nothing positive to take from moments like this. Gerard has a totally different view and a completely positive outlook, which I love. So let's hear from him. The beauty beyond South Africans is if we decide and we put our, I want to say, our aim of our mind into something, we can actually make it work. And I think coming back again, what do we need to do as business, as government, as um, SARS, whoever, what do we need to do to fix it? Because it's fixable. If we, if we think back about early 90s, 1994 and post, we were more or less in a similar type of situation and we fixed it. We all have a responsibility to contribute, make use of current policies and initiatives that are currently in place to improve the situation, not just sit back and think the minister will fix it. It becomes so much easier to remain positive when you've got a business that's responsive to change. So what does that actually mean? We look every day, it means equipping people with their necessary skills and tools to act on emerging insights or changes from our shifting economy. Yolandi doubles up on this insight and it's crucial that you listen to this. She talks about how to equip your business for change. Great business people, great businesses, which are innovative. And I think um, even though there might be negative elements within the budget speech that might be announced, I think as long as we're equipped for change, change management, and we empower our people to understand the impact that it will have on our businesses and equip them for those changes and create a culture of change adoption, um, then that would already be a good starting point. If we look at positives, there's always initiatives that are currently in place that I think a lot of entities are not currently utilizing as they're supposed to. Again, employment tax incentive, that is sometimes not used by all employers because they see it as an administrative burden or they are sometimes actually just scared to implement because they're scared of non-compliance, doing something incorrectly. 
we have to use that to improve our businesses, to improve our unemployment rates. Same with the Youth Employment Services Program, which I think not a lot of entities are actually aware of. And I would like the minister to to encourage that to be used or to communicate it more properly because that can bump up your triple BE level with up to two levels. So there are lots of benefits. We can't avoid the fact that South Africa remains the darling of the global media. I'm quite proud of that in a way. So I'm curious to know from both Yolande and Gerard, what would international investors want addressed in the budget speech? Whatever was highlighted in October in the interim budget speech, we need to make sure we've got the plans in place to give the confidence that we can get out of the situation. So I often think to myself, um, if you're like me, business doesn't really stop when you go home. I'd love for it to, but up at night, I'm often thinking about things like, how do you make new sales? Expenses eating away at profits, and particularly unnecessary expenses. I'm often kept up at night by things that are completely out of my control, like climatic forces. How do you streamline your business to take advantage of some of the opportunities that are presented when everyone else is thinking small? And how do I find the right employees? I figure if I had the answers to those kinds of things, I'd sleep way easier. I'm really excited by the fact that Gerard and Yolandi, for the next couple of minutes, explore ways that we can do the best work of our lives. So let's jump right back to the beginning of this podcast. You'll remember Tito Mboweni giving his interim budget speech. Some of the key highlights out of that budget speech were to address the fiscal position in state-owned enterprises, to increase spending in education, especially early childhood development, to set aside spend to assist people to buy their own houses, support land reform and transfer title deeds, to make some really tough choices regarding electricity and ESCOM, reprioritize resources towards the President's Infrastructure Fund and away from the wage bill. That's a lot of fancy terms and I guess what you're probably hearing for, or, or certainly if you're like me, is you're hoping for is lots of delivery. So what on earth does this stuff mean for your business? How can we manage our finances better? given these outlines. Businesses today are looking at how can we manage our finances better. So if we say, what do we, what do we mean by that? For you to be able to grow as a business, you're going to take your spare cash and invest in something that works. So that's the first thing, is to make sure whatever you put your money in the basket what are you going to do to make sure you're successful? So that's growing the business. I'm going to take an example. You may be in a retail industry. I want to decide to bring out a specific product line. And what do I need to do to make that successful? Unpacking it, as Yolandi said, get an expert in, etc. I think that's, that's one thing. The second thing to that is, if you take out money, how do I'm going to manage my debt? Because every business, as you grow, you're going to need more capital. Where do you get capital? You either borrow it or you do have investors. But at the end of the day, making sure you need to pay it back. Um, I think also what's important is when the business is growing, you need to make sure that you stay compliant throughout all the different legislation that we have and to be compliant you need to make sure at the end of the day that you manage those people better you want to appoint the right people that can take your company forward that's got the right mindset to say i want to grow are you going to grow with me 
and I think that's very, very important. The two is managing the finances, growing the culture or the people you appoint in your business. And then I would lastly say is obviously to manage your processes, to know what is my cash flow every day. You can't just go and necessarily draw a bank statement, but have specific software in place to manage that process with you. That you, if I want to grow, I want the info today. The information I'm receiving today, I know is accurate. If I know today is accurate, can I do some trending to make sure I stay profitable to be able to pay back my loans or my investors. So at the end of the day, it becomes a circle. Um, and, and yes, you need to make sure you stay within the circle. And if you, I want to say, go off course, how do I redirect? Take a step back, review, and decide on how you want to take it forward. I think it would make it easier, obviously, unpacking just the details relating directly to your business and things like um, programs or initiatives that you can utilize or make use of, things like the Employment Tax Incentive, um, the YES program, the Youth Employment Services program, things like that that you can utilize within your business. Um, you have to keep an eye out. Go and read about it. Listen and and see how you can actually implement it in your business. So if you're not an expert or you want to focus on growing your actual business, get an expert's opinion. Um, go and see your accountant about it, but make sure that you utilize everything available to you. Gerard is the Vice President for Media and Business at Sage Africa and Middle East. He's credited with driving business in Africa for Sage HR and Payroll. So we asked him what actions can businesses take immediately after hearing the budget speech? I think very important for a growing business is to make sure you have the right people in your organization that fits into your culture. Because if your people believe in what your vision for your business is, they're going to follow you, they're going to execute it to the best of their knowledge and perfection, and you're going to be successful. I, I firmly believe that if you have a workforce that's well looked after, that fits into a great culture, you're going to have success. If you don't believe in that, you will not have success. I think that's one. And then two, very importantly, is the plans you've got, you need to take risk. Yes, with high risk, high reward, but also there could be high failure rates as well. But if you don't test that limit, you're never going to know. You're always going to think back and say, oh, but what if we did that? And I think there's many examples in businesses where people can look back in hindsight, which also is perfect sight, 2020, to say, if I have done this, I could have be more successful. And I think let's, let's take the risk appetite. Let's look at the people we want in our business. And then lastly, let's execute on that goal, that dream. And whether you come out of varsity and you're looking for a job or you're just an entrepreneur from the word go, I think we need more entrepreneurs. We need, I mean, I listened this morning to, to one of the radio stations and they had the guy on, it was all over social media and all the networks, about the guy that started his sandwich shop. He took a leap of faith. He said, I had X amount of money. This is what I need to do. I want to do it. This is my dream. I want to make sure my kids is being looked after. And he did it. And 
a few months later, that's a positive story. What other stories do we have? And I think the fact that they put him on air, they um, run it through social media, we need to air these positive stories, these positive sentiments we have from different businesses a lot more. So yeah, let's uh, let's focus on the positives, the positive stories. I think I want to say let's have a, a scrum meeting where we talk about positive points about businesses, what they achieved. One of the first things we do when a growing business approaches us for advice on how to streamline their business is to look inward. It is such a simple yet effective action businesses can take to assess what they already have. You know what most business owners say to us after doing this exercise? Well, they kind of quote to Smarties pack. They say, what a lot I've got. Yolandi echoes the sentiment and, and gives us some key insights about what you can do straight away to prepare your business to thrive in 2020. We have a great internship program actually currently running. Um, we've employed about 70 interns and um, very talented people. And within this year, we can see how much they've already actually contributed towards the business. These youngsters, just from Warsity, and they've shown so much talent and um, Obviously, some of them we would definitely want to keep, but that is just one of the ways that we are contributing, but more so they are contributing towards our business. So that's, that's one of the things that we, are, uh, that we keep going and we will continue with the internship programs. You'll hear this a lot from senior leaders globally. The most important asset your business has is your people. So it makes sense then that a focus on skills development will become crucial. So what that means is committing to a long-term view on how we educate and uplift people starting very young. So while I was sitting at Sage, I scanned the room and what was astounding to me is the number of signs, posters and even the conversations that were happening about people positivity. And so what I was hearing was evidence of the fact that Sage understands that they can play a meaningful role in ensuring business benefits society. Yulandi describes some of the initiatives Sage is investing in already for its employees. As she shares, Consider what part your growing business could do to benefit South African citizens. The SAGE group actually encourages all employees to take five days, what they call foundation leave, and that is to contribute towards a charity of your choice. So they make available and they communicate possible options or charity events, and you can pick and choose whatever lies close to your heart, you can join those foundation days. We have workshops where we teach word skills and Excel skills to, to um, young individuals. So, again, making them um, fit into a workplace one day, um, once they, and then afterwards, obviously, they can um, join our internship programs, which we hope to contribute um, in the long run. When growing businesses just like yours and mine are asked to do more with less, to streamline their business, often the best place to start might be asking a simple question. How could we enable people at work to do the best work of their lives? Something really refreshing about Sage is their attitude towards people positivity. So let's explore that for a few minutes with Gerard and Yolandi now. From a Sage side, I mean, obviously what we do is we want to make life easier when it becomes, whether you're a startup business or a growing business. So for us, it's really to provide software that adds value to your business 
to make sure that as a business owner, you can actually spend time on the correct things you want to spend your time on. And that is, what is my initiatives? What is my vision? How do I want to execute it? For us, it's important that, and we see it with our products, specifically in the startup and small segment, the adoption rates on those products are amazing. Um, Why? Because it's quick deployable, it's easy to understand, and it adds that value that as a business owner you want to see. For us, we want to keep on enhancing that. We want to make sure that we add that value to wherever you are, whether you're a startup or a growing business. Um, And that's part of of us having not just um, R&D or development around our products, but also to make sure we listen to our customers, to make sure that if you say, listen, Gerard, I would like to have these reports because it's going to give me better insight in managing my business, then we listen and we add those in. Um, And because business is evolving, it's never static. And it's important that your software solutions stay, evolve, keeps on evolving with your business. So if you're like me and you're kind of hoping that this conversation wouldn't end, because we were just getting to a positive point. And I kind of felt like we ended there. Well, that's awesome because we're coming back. You'll hear from Gerard and Yolandi again after the budget speech. We'll have a chance to review the budget speech and discuss how to make people positivity the new normal in your growing business to make this year your business's best yet.